Hey everybody, Todd Duncan coming at you. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I have something very exciting I want to make sure you're aware of. I have just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High-Performance Mortgage or Real Estate Practice. I've spent a lot of years studying high performance and these five principles are game changing. I want to give it to you. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes below and you will have your 25 page ebook. I want to encourage you to share that with your friends, your clients, your employees, whomever you know in business. These five principles are game changing. Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I'm Hope Borman. I'm the division president for High Trust Coaching, and today I have with me one of our master level <laughs> High Trust coaches, Wayne Angelo. So good morning, Mr. Wayne. Good morning. Good morning. It's wonderful. Snow-covered Pennsylvania. I'm sorry? From snow-covered Pennsylvania. From snow-covered Pennsylvania. <laughs> we'll stay warm. So, you. you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of kick off with is, is that we do coaching live um, every Wednesday morning at this time. Well, morning, at least here in California. And I think it's probably midday for Wayne in, in the East Coast. And um, the reason why we do this, every week we want to continue to bring value, impact, and some strategies of how what you can be implementing into your business every single week and every single day. These are some of the things that we work with our coaching members on on a regular basis. And we want to just kind of bring it out to all of you in the mortgage industry who may just need to hear something new and exciting and, and something they can implement into their business. So welcome everyone to the call. So um, Wayne, you know, I'd like to kind of start out with, you know, talk to me a little bit about what's been top of mind with a lot of your coaching members that you're working with is today. You know, it's it's always how do we how do we do our business? How do we run our business? Uh-huh. Create the best customer experience. So, yes. a big discussion lately has been conveyor belt. <clears throat> from the from the minute the phone rings until you know when the loan closes and beyond, you have to remember these are people buying homes. It's not a transaction. It's a family. And how do we do our business in a way which lets that person know we care? Lets that person feel we care. What did Mary Mary Angelou say? People forget what you say to them, but they never forget how you made them feel. That's correct. We had discussions from when you know when when I came back. Um, me and a couple of my people went to to High Trust in California. Mm-hmm. We came back and spent an hour a week for the following eight, 10, 12 weeks, looking at how we systematize our business. Mm-hmm. So through scripting, through processes, and through what we like to term the conveyor belt, mm-hmm. how do you navigate the the, the customer experience? in a way that allows them to know that they picked the right lender, they picked the right yeah. person, yeah. that they picked the right product. Sure. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. Some people see this business as transactional and I see this business as relational. And, you know, I, I got, by the way, I got an, a text from Tony today just ah. to throw that out. He, um, it blew me out of the water and just an example guys, and I hope you don't mind me sharing a little of this with you, but here's a guy who started coaching me a couple years ago. He goes, look what you spawned. He goes, you have been brought increase to my life and those who work with me. The legacy you created runs deep. You changed lives. He got the Diamond Award 
for 467 units at 100 and almost 118 million dollars in business and and it's through the process of how we treat our referral partners how we treat our clients the families that create that kind of excitement it's exciting it's exciting yeah it, it absolutely is exciting and um you know i mean i have to say that you know it, it's so important that we kind of keep that top of mind and how we make people feel and you said a mouthful just a minute ago wayne when you said that we have a choice in this business and it was a choice and a decision that I made long ago and obviously one that you made long ago. And that was, do I want to have a transactional business or do I want to have a relationship based business? And that's a, that's a concerted thought, you know, that's a thought process and that's a choice and a decision that we make and everything counts from that point on. So a transactional lender is going to be the one that is going to be out there calling at the 11th hour, offering the lowest rate possible, right? That's going to be a transactional lender. Um, and, you know, that still happens in our industry sometimes today where you're working with a client, you've done the high trust interview, you've gotten to, you know, to the end game and docs are ready to go out and you get the call from your client saying, oh, I just talked to this lender and he said he can improve my rate by a quarter or a half or whatever that process is. And what do you do with that? And, um, and obviously at high trust, we teach you how to, what to do with that, right? But that's the transactional lender. The relationship lender is someone who's going to be in that relationship for life. You know, we, we, we tell our clients that we want them to be, we want to be their client for life. We want them to be our referral partners, to be our partners for life. And I heard a, one of Todd's gifts um, that he was talking about this week is that if you want to be if you want to be a part of someone's life, you need, if you want to be, a, if you want your client to be a client for life, then you need to be in their life. Okay. And, you know, so, and that is what we teach at High Trust. And it's just so, so important between a, between a transactional lender and a relationship lender. Absolutely. So it really starts from the first time the phone rings. Uh-huh. I never forget that um, my assistant, Kim, has been with me for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And we even had it set up where when the phone rings. So the phone rings said, hello, is Wayne Angelo in? She would ask a question. Is this about a new loan or about a loan in process? Mm-hmm. Just a simple question like that will drive the phone call in a different direction. Mm-hmm. If it was about a loan in process, Kim would say, oh, let me get you to marry his processor. She can take care of that for you immediately. Let's take care of that. It was about a new client referred to me. She would always say, I think Wayne is busy, but I know he likes to have a quick interruption to at least say hello and introduce himself and schedule an appointment. Let me check with Wayne. And then, you know, that way, if I am busy, she can come back and say, I'm sorry, Wayne's with somebody. He'll call you back soon. But I can interrupt and say, hello, I'm Wayne. Nice to, nice to, you know, who sent you my way? And, and that is a really important question. I think we forget to ask that question sometimes because let's say it's my, my, real, my realtor, Mike. And I would say, oh, my God, Mike is like, and it's a true statement. Mike is the highest integrity individual I've ever met in my life. He's awesome to work with. How did you find Mike? How'd you get so fortunate? So there's a cross-selling opportunity right there on the initial phone call. And I think we miss that. You know, I tell you what amazes me, Hope, when I'm in competition to help a person buy a home. Mm -hmm. They talk to another lender, and the first 12 seconds of the phone call, they pulled their credit. And with me, it's like I want to learn about them. I want to educate them. And I'll take a half an hour with a client you know, and understand their short and long-term goals and how much money they have to work with. I help them understand how the process works. Um, And I often use an analogy. For any of you guys that ever played chess, 
imagine playing the game of chess and nobody ever taught you how the pieces move. And I think in the mortgage business, people get a mortgage and they never know how the pieces move. Mm -hmm. you take a little window of time and help them understand what debt to income ratio is. Mm -hmm. You know, what it means, you know, if your credit score is low. I just took a girl that, that took me a year. She came in with a credit score of 495. A year later, it's 680. Mm -hmm. Take people like that. They're, they're families. And, and understanding how you serve them. You know, hope it's weird, and I've said it a thousand times. I don't help people. I have a helpful attitude, but I'm hired to serve people. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be the biggest loan officer in town doing the most volume. I want to be the one where the client has the best experience. Um, mm -hmm. And it starts from, from every co communication, every conversation. Mm -hmm. People walk in the lobby when we have walk-ins, because we, when we get back post-COVID, we have a menu of beverages. What would you like to drink? We have an aromatherapy vaporizer running in the lobby. We try and make it inviting. And, and I want to say to all you loan officers out there, think about this. We're here to serve people. How Put yourself in their position. You walk into a business. And I have a quick story. I went into a car dealer one day to buy a car. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the first five minutes, a car dealer looked at me and said, what can I do today to sell you a car today? And I was done. It was over for me with that, with that, he didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. he asked what I was looking for, how I was going to use it, you know, what my desires were. He just said, how can I sell you a car today? Mm -hmm. Are we looking at people saying, how can I sell you money today? Right. How can right. I serve you to create right. the best experience possible? Right. Does that make sense, Hope? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's, you know, that you know, the better question is always whenever you're talking to anyone, um, you know, whether it be a referral partner or a client or, you know, someone new, new in your life and networking meeting and you asking them questions like what's important to you about the purchase of this car? What's important to you about your home financing? What's important to you about working with a lender? What's important to you about, you know, about the purchase of your home? What's important to you about your payments? You know, those types of things when you're asking what's important to you, it's, it, it is a pattern interrupt and it does, you know, open the door for that client to think, you know, well, actually these things are important to me, my children, my family, my, you know, my neighborhood, the schools, you know, so on and so forth. So let's, let's shift a little bit, Wayne, um, and talk a little bit about systems and operations. You know, one of the things that I think we got very, very good at, or one of the big lessons that we learned in 2020 was efficiency and productivity and being able to have help as many clients as we can um, effectively, efficiently, and, and, you know, with a great, still having that great customer experience. So what have you been working on with your clients right now with regard to systems and operations and workflow? It's interesting. I started a new assistant today. My assistant of 16 years is retired. She's edging out of the next couple weeks. And I actually hired her granddaughter. Mm-hmm now my new assistant and, and the first directive i gave her and the first things that we talked about this morning and i can actually pull a form but hey, i have a form that i fill out that goes on top of every file that i work on mm -hmm. and that's the name of the referral source the name of the buyer's agent the name of the listing agent mm -hmm. and her first task when she comes to work with our team is when i take a new loan application i'm giving you this file on the cover of this file is all the people that are, are integral to this and what i want you to do is hand address an envelope stamp it and, and and give it back to me it's a thank you note mm -hmm. be free the referral source the realtor and the buyer mm -hmm. and address an envelope i want it back within an hour or two 
Mm -hmm. I'll put out the inside and I'll put it in the mail today. Mm -hmm. So the inside of my note to the client was, thank you for considering me as your mortgage service provider. I appreciate the opportunity to be of service. If we're referral, you know, through referrals, thank you so much for the trust of referring somebody to me. It's always humbling when that happens. Thank you so much. And the realtor, thank you for referring. You I look to be losing, losing connection a couple of times. You're back, Wayne. All right, you're back too. I'm sorry to... It's okay. Technology will do that. Can you hear me? Anyway, I'll keep talking as if you can. Okay. All right. So thank you, Wayne. You're welcome. So what happens is how many people are going to go home the next day after meeting a new service provider and get a thank you note? Mm -hmm. And then her task is even after closes, always thank you. That's step one. I also give her a checklist that, that I've created inside my environment of the things that I still need from the borrower. Mm -hmm. I tell my borrowers right out of the gate, my families, if you want to have a great mortgage experience, we have to come out of the gate super strong. Mm -hmm. I love to carry on and have fun. I'm going to get dead serious right now. Mm -hmm. You want to have a good mortgage experience? Usually the thing that delays us is paper trail and documentation. So I created a list of things that I need. It's a structured list. It's ready to go. It's a checklist. And my assistant, the next day, will call the client and say, I noticed that Mr. Angelo or Wayne asked you for some information. Can we help you gather that? Can we be of any mm -hmm. service to you? Mm -hmm. And how can we help you do that? Then it goes into, you know, into the pipeline, of course. And then we do weekly phone calls. I mean, you should call. If I, if I think the biggest ROI in the mortgage business, Hope, I think where loan officers lose the most money. You spend all this money and time to build referral sources. Mm -hmm. You spend all this effort to create relationships. Somebody calls you, you do pre-qualification, and you don't call them again for a month. I, I think the biggest ROI is a structured system of I'm going to call every customer every Friday or Tuesday, whatever day you deem it to be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call every listing agent. I'm going to call every buyer's agent. And it's, it's interesting because some people in the coaching environment will say, the listing agent said don't bother calling them. I'm like, don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Or leave a message anyway. It's a differentiator from you and the rest of the field out there. Mm -hmm. and true connect. What does Todd say? If you forget them, they'll forget you. That's right. There is no better place to earn business. There is no better place to build your business than inside of every transaction. Mm -hmm. Even the insurance agent. Mm -hmm. When I call an insurance agent and they say, you know, talking about a client, and I tell them my goal is to work with you. Make sure a mutual client has the best customer experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why I like to send the book to 10 New Gold Rules of Customer Experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My focus is the customer experience. And, and here's where I'm in my career. I'm a little older, so you can tell by the gray. I've been doing this for 35 years. Mm -hmm. When I was really out there pounding it, I was doing 35 to 40 loans a month. Mm -hmm. And I was out there working realtors, and they can be loyal and not loyal. I have a, a half a dozen of realtors I like to work with. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of my business, mm -hmm. prior customers, I just sent a two-page letter again mm -hmm. to every customer that I've ever done business with. And here's when I know that I've connected. When I get a text from a customer that says, Wayne, I'm not in the market to do any business, but thank you for the letter. I loved it. and enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. to me, that creates dinner table discussions. That creates an environment where people say, you know what? If you want to do a mortgage, you got to call this guy or this girl. Right. If you're not doing that stuff. Yeah. And you jump right into the transaction. You don't have a follow-up to say, thank you. People are hiring us to serve them. Mm -hmm. 
and we should be so thankful for that. I had a guy thank me this morning. I just did two mortgages for his family members, mm -hmm. a 585 and a, I mean a 525 and a 485 loan. And he mm -hmm. texted me and said, thank you for taking care of my family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the weirdest business, Hope. It's yeah, it is. Where you can yeah. sell somebody something, they thank you for selling it to them. Right, right. Well, you know, the thing is, is that what you said a minute ago, um, Wayne, is that the highest and best opportunity for you to grow your business is in, in a transaction. And, you know, so the, let's talk a little bit about some of those systems and operations with regard to that. The first, you've already mentioned a few of them. First thing you do when you get the referral is you ask who referred you. And then you align yourself with that with that referral partner. You um, and you align that client with that referral partner, and that is the very first thing you're doing. You're cross selling, right? Sure. Right out the gate. Always. Absolutely. Always. And and then we go into the high trust interview, um, and we're asking the client what's important to you about the purchase of this home, or what's important to you about this refinance. But you know, a lot of us right now, because of the volume of business, we've gotten much more streamlined. So we have that initial conversation. And the next thing that happens is that the client is going to be sent to a link to, to create their loan application, um, to download their information. And then once all the information is collected and everything is put together, then we have a consultation. And the reason why our industry has done this is because it creates a much more robust, impactful consultation when the lender has all the information and now can come back and talk to you about what's important and to come back and talk to you about your options and what is the best fit for your long and short-term goals. I mean, if you're doing 30 loans a month yep, and you take an hour per, per client to establish the baseline, that's 30 hours. Mm -hmm. One of my, my calculations, if I take 40 hours a week times 4.33 weeks, that's 173 hours a month. I only use 30 of them so far, so I have a lot of time left to do other things with. But it's exactly how I do it, Hope. Uh -huh. I have first con to touch with the customer about a half an hour. I, I ask him a stupid question, and this I love to ask it this way. If you were to rate your credit 1 to 10, 1 it's terrible and 10 it's perfect, how would you rate your credit? If it's an 8, it's a 10 every time I know. If it's a 6, it's a 2. The 7s, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but that starts a dialogue of, <laughs> Uh, hey, Wayne, my, my credit's a seven. Then I ask him, well, why, why do you think it's only a seven? I want to learn about this. I take that first half an hour to explain to them credit, debt to income. Mm -hmm. You're right. Then I send the link. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, as soon as that link is done, or better yet, let's schedule our next call. Today's Monday. How about Wednesday? Give you two days to do the link. Our next call is going to be Wednesday at four o'clock. I love that. <clears throat> we schedule the follow-up call to the link immediately. That allows me to go in a half an hour before the call and tweak the system, make mm -hmm. some of the maneuvers I have. I have not pulled credit yet. Mm -hmm. Then I have this call scheduled for two days later or the next day, whatever suits them. I have a couple of those calls today, actually. And then I go through and I, and I, I run the loan. I, I, I cross T's dot I's and only things I can do. I run it through AUS and I tell them that we have a loan approval, loan pre-approval. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, I go through the list of documentation needed and then at that point, I should be really, to a large degree, able to turn that loan over to my team, mm -hmm. me making a weekly phone call just to mm -hmm. touch base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's 30 loans a month, we're talking 30, 40 hours a month, you still have three, three and a half weeks left. Um, and if you're proactive out of the gate and you're super proactive about gathering documentation, 
you shouldn't have the loans blowing up on you. The other thing that I do hope is that every Tuesday at 10 o'clock, I have a, I have a loan by loan pipeline call with my processor. Mm-hmm. She's prepared ahead of time. She tells me what's going on. Mm-hmm. We do loan by loan. Who's going to do what and get proactively out in front of the file versus reactively to oh, much yes. better customer experience. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <clears throat> Wayne, and I absolutely love that. I hope everyone is taking notes because I love the idea of having the initial, the initial connect, right? The initial connection. Um, I love the idea of saying, this is what's going to happen next. Um, and then setting up a time frame within which they are going to commit to have that, to have the loan application completed. And you're pre-setting up that consultation call and saying, you know, this is what's going to happen in your consultation call. You know, I'm now going to have all of the information you're going to, you know, by this date. And I will be able to then provide you with options that, that are, you know, going to fit your long and short term, short term goals. Talk to you about, you know, purchase price, down payment, answer all of your questions and maybe even create, um, you know, a vision and a plan for how we're going to move forward. So now they're looking forward to that call, right? And they're setting that appointment. I love that you don't wait. I love that you, you know, that you have a practice and a systems and a workflow of setting that appointment in, in advance because now they now they've made a commitment to you i'll have it done in three days right you know hope i, I was working with a new coaching member and his conversion ratio from discussion to application was 12.6 mm-hmm. <clears throat> i said 12.6 percent. i did the mathematics of how much money he was leaving on the table and what he was doing he was talking to the customer and then telling him to go to his website and find the link and fill out the application and we changed that paradigm to to a different and his his within 30 days, his conversion ratio went to a little over 44 percent. Yeah. Now do the math on on income per loan and how much you make per loan if you want to. But it was dramatic of the difference, um, mm-hmm. dramatic, the difference of and, hope you know, speaking about what you just said, I think where we make a mistake in serving people is every time you are on a phone call with a customer referral source. Tell them what the next step looks like. Yes. So, Mr. Customer, you just put the application. We're going to be disclosing the loan to you. You're going to get about 80 to 90 pages of e-doc signatures. When those are done, blah, blah, blah. When they come back, then we'll send you out a link for the appraisal if we need it. But you should always lay next step mm-hmm. um, for people. It doesn't have to be I'm going to call you Friday at 2, mm-hmm. you know, but the next step. I'm going to either call Friday. What time's convenient for you? And, and I never really schedule like firm appointments like I used to, like I'll call you at two. I would say I'll call you around two because in our business, we could get on a phone call. We could have something come up. But, but you're right, Hope. If we don't set next steps, we don't tell people what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. They're going to wonder. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to feel served. No, they're not um, going to be motivated. Exactly. They're not going to be motivated, motivated, you know, and so they, you know, so as they're going in and completing this online application and downloading their documentation, all the time they're thinking, I need to have this done by Friday because I have an appointment to right. do my mortgage consultation on Friday, you know, at two o'clock or whatever that time is, you know, so absolutely. So it, there, there is no motivation. And so you definitely, that first initial call is, is critical, right? And Yeah. The one thing I've noticed in, in coaching, I've been doing it for a while now, it's been years. People don't have their list of, of non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. What are the things that I'm going to do? Not maybe, not hopefully. Like Tuesday night, I have a date with my wife. 
In a couple of weeks, we'll be together 37 years. And Tuesday night is a date oh, night. That's amazing. If I have to lose business over a date night, I'm losing business. Because my mm-hmm. wife is absolute in my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my assistant will take care of the business, right, but I right, have right. that structure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what are your what are your priorities? Are you going to call your customers weekly? Are you going to call your listing agents weekly? Mm-hmm. Are you going to call your buyer's agents weekly? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what's become a big boon is videos. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas morning, I got up because my wife's a late sleeper. In an hour and a half, I sent I sent about 140 videos. I got one of those. <laughs> you did. So did a bunch of other people at High Trust. And it's just like, it wasn't, it was 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to call people, I mean, I was dealing with a coaching member who hadn't called his database in years. Mm-hmm. And he knew that he hadn't called him in years. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable to call somebody you haven't called in five years. Mm-hmm. So we just said, I said, well, next time you just send an email or video, hold your smartphone. Say, hey, Bill, I was just thinking about it. You haven't touched base with you for a while. Just mm-hmm. want to say hello. Hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for not touching base. Hope things are going well. Right. If I can ever answer any questions, please call me. Yeah. It's non-confrontational, but it's a touch. It's mm-hmm. reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. I just sent 1,200 letters to my database, mm-hmm. and I got immediately a whole bunch of business coming in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I would say, realistically, about 10% of that letter was business. Yeah. The rest was about the world. Right, right. Absolutely. There's a lot of talk about the world right now. So, staying, you know, obviously staying connected, and now more than ever, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very important. To, and, you know, and so systems and workflow. You know, when we're talking about that, you know, is creating those systems, the same thing happens every time. That's right. The same thing happens every time. So yeah. one of the things that Todd Duncan teaches us in high trust selling is, you know, one timing and finding and identifying those things that you are doing that you're that you're doing over and over and over again and creating systems and operations and workflows and templates that when that scenario comes up, you're not rewriting it again. You're not reiterating it again. You're putting it in one, you know, you're, you're putting it in one template and you can get that out the door in a whole lot less time. We do that at high trust. We do that at, you know, at high trust coaching. Um, when a new board, when a new client comes on board, the very first thing they receive is they receive a welcome letter and we tell them soup to nuts exactly what that onboarding process is going to look like, what to expect and when. Um, and what the next steps are so that the client is not wondering. Um, they know exactly. Uh, we never get a call. We never get a call asking us what's the next step um, because it's, because we have our systems and operations in, in place to where as soon as that client has completed their disk profile, we get an email. This profile is, is, is completed and immediately an email goes out. Thank you for completing your next step is this, you know, and we're kind of so that the client, there is no, there is no, um, there is no gray area and there's no wonder factor. So that's what everybody needs to be doing in their mortgage industry and in their mortgage business. We don't want the worst thing that can be happening is your client wondering what's next, right? Well, scripting matters too, Hope. I mean, I'll give you an example of, of I might've done this before if I'm being redundant, you know, Deal with it, please. Um, I, <laughs> I had a loan officer who called his financial planner and said, who's the best realtor in town? I suggested, call your financial planner and say, who's the best? Who's the best customer experience? He called the realtor and said, my financial planner referred you to me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a true statement. Right. The statement, and, I, and we scripted this. Here's what I would have said. Mr. Smith, I asked my financial planner who the best customer experience realtor was in town. He gave me your name of everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And that always intrigues me. And I wanted to find out why you. Mm-hmm. Was it about you that made my financial planner tell me you're the best? Mm-hmm. I want to know you better. Sure. I hope I remember calling a realtor one time. Her name was Casey. <clears throat> and I said, Casey, I want to interview you. And she said, Wayne, I know your end game. I love your approach. Interview. <laughs> what are you saying to people? And, and, and the thing we have to remember, I think, in the mortgage business, it's the hardest thing to remember. And I go over it all the time with, with coaching members. Stop selling. Yeah. Ask questions. Learn. Understand them. Stop selling. If you look at, if you look at the selling pyramid, right? Add value. High trust interview, stage two. Solutions are stage three. Most people are trying to do solutions at the high trust interview. First five minutes. Stop listening. Yeah, yeah. If you do the solutions for these people, the top of the pyramid is business happens. Mm -hmm. You would have to ask for business. Sure. If you add value, you do the high trust interview, which is fact finding, learning about them, understanding their goals. Uh Then go back with solutions after you thought about what they said to you and don't try and do it at the same session. Right. Then business happens. Right. But we're always trying to land the business versus build the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Selling. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Makes the relationship when you connect at an emotional level, it makes that relationship much more stickier. And, you know, and, and, and obviously has a greater, greater opportunity for that relationship to grow and to sustain, right? Sustainability is a biggie. Sustainable business, right? Sustainable, you know, scalable business relationships. And that becomes from our referral partners, our database, our clients, um, our sphere, our, you know, our circle of cash flow. Who do you know? And that's something we should probably be talking about. Maybe I'll, Todd Duncan is going to be doing coaching live once a month with us. And maybe I'll, and maybe on our next session, I'll ask Todd to walk everybody through the circle of cash flow because that is phenomenal. Um, so, Wayne, we're coming up to the end of our time. And so I wanted to ask you one last question. And, and you know, so let's, let's say everyone's getting off the call you know, and everyone's getting off this broadcast. And what is one or two things that they can implement into their business, two little small tweaks to move the needle and make a difference in their business? Follow up on everybody that's ever given you the opportunity to do business with them. Yay. Do not forget that. Follow up. Don't, you don't have to bug them every day or every week, but let mm-hmm. them know you care. Mm-hmm. Follow up with the people. What's our real task? I learned this a long time. Lead gen, lead conversion. Generating leads, converting. So when you generate a lead, convert that lead. Yes. And stay in touch with them. Yes. That's one thing. That's that's a big deal. The other thing is start looking at the things that are your absolutes. The things that are your implementable ideas. Start building the list. And if you implement one thing a month, just one a month. Yeah. And look back at what your business is going to look like 12 months from now. Uh Dramatically different. So... Think about the things from calls like this. Think about High Trust Live. Think about, you know, the other thing I would tell everybody is get a coach. Um, and, then, and then make sure to be honest about it. If you're not doing the behavior, be honest about it. Mm-hmm. But hold yourself accountable to, to behaviors that you've committed to mm-hmm. and don't slack. Right. right. It, it's, it's just yeah. it, you actually work less and make more. 
You have a better customer experience right. if you implement some of these simple ideas. Right. Does that answer your question, Hope? It does, Wayne, and thank you so much. And you mentioned something that I just want to expand on a little bit. I think that, you know, when people go into coaching, they have, um, you know, a, a, a specific perception of what to expect or what their expectation is. And, you know, most of the people, especially in high trust, and I think it's just because of the caliber of people that we attract, that we attract at high trust, um, is that they're showing up to do the work. You know, they're showing up to make a difference. They're showing up to change behavior. They're showing up to saying, you know, you know, I want my business to be bigger. So whatever I need to do to, to accomplish that, then I'm, I'm in. Um, and, but sometimes people come expecting the coach to do the work for them. And sometimes people come into coaching thinking that, um, you know, they want accountability, but are not willing to be accountable. You know, they, you know, I'll, I'll hear, we do an interview with our coaching members um, be, just before we, I align them with a coach. And, you know, we ask them what's important to you about a coach. And a lot of times they'll say, I want somebody who's not going to let me get away with anything. I want someone who's, who's going to hold me accountable. I don't want a cheerleader, you know, all of those things. And those are always the people that, you know, that we have the, the most difficult time, you know, breaking behavior because of the fact they're very, very committed to it, right? I hope there's something else I want to make sure that the end sure. on is that we want to take a pill to lose weight overnight. We want to take 10 years of behavior and take this little pill and wake up thin tomorrow. You know, <laughs> we, I wish I could find it. I would have it tomorrow. We want, <laughs> we want to take our business that we're working on and expect that in two coaching sessions, we're going to transform our life into this amazing. Mm -hmm. And I go back to Darren Hardy and the compound effect. Little steps over time create big results. Mm-hmm. So when you get into coaching, it's behaviors, but it's not a, it's not a, an immediate, I'm going to turn everything on my head and tomorrow I'm going to be writing 100 loans a month. Mm -hmm. It's what are the steps I need to take? It's the law of the ladder. What are the steps I need to take to get my business to what I want it to look like? Yes. If you don't know what it's going to look like, if you don't have an idea what you want it to look like, it's kind of hard to get there. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Wayne. Um, so we um, at High Trust Coaching, we have we offer free coaching calls. Go to uh, toddduncan.com backslash coaching and schedule a free coaching call. While you're in that site, spend a few minutes. Todd has got some amazing, amazing uh, free downloads in that website um, that you can go in and take. He's got all kinds of great resources and information. So I hope that you visit the site and schedule a free coaching call. And in the meantime, Wayne, I thank you so much for the immense value that you bring to High Trust Coaching, to our coaching members, to all of us and the faculty. And um, thank you so much. It's my pleasure, actually. I do this because I love it. Yeah, I know. So it's wonderful. To you love, right? When I get an email from Tony this morning and it says, you changed lives. Yes. That's what we There's do. There's nothing more valuable. I don't care how much money you have. You can change somebody's life. That's what life's about. That's exactly right. I can't agree with you more, Wayne. Well, thank you so much, dear. And have a, great, have a great afternoon. Stay warm and stay out of the snow. And we'll talk to you next week, everyone. Thank you. Hey, thanks for watching today's episode. If you like our podcasts and if you feel that they're impactful for you and you want to take it to the next level, click on the show notes below to have a free coaching consultation with somebody from our coaching company. I started High Trust Coaching to make a transformative difference in people's lives and business, and I'd like to offer you the chance to experience that as well. Click in the show notes below.